You're listening to Sunnyside Up, a B2B podcast that brings together real-world insights to help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we bring you the best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is transforming the way B2B companies go to market by enabling customers to embrace modern digital sales and marketing with a complete end-to-end suite of products. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sunnyside Up. I'm your host, Meetul Shah. Today, I have an immense pleasure of talking with one of the, not only, uh, I would say, a marketing leader, but I would say I had a conversation with Stacy before the show. You know, I would say she's she's also an all-rounder leader as far as maybe to me as a founder, I just had an amazing conversation about some aspect about M&A and what's the best way for founders to kind of adjust and align and so forth. So maybe we'll do another topic, you know, on that. But let me introduce our guest today. Our guest today is Stacey West. Stacey is a chief marketing officer at Inside Software, a leading provider of financial reporting and enterprise performance management software. With over 35 years of experience, Stacy oversees the company's brand strategy, product marketing, demand generation, communication, and digital strategy. Stacy, super excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you, Matul. It's it's really nice to be here. Very gracious. <laughs> well, I mean, as I said, today's topic is very close to my heart, right? Demand matrix. You know, it's, uh, that's how we started Sunnyside Up. As a parent of Sunnyside Up is how we started, got acquired by Demand Base close to six, seven months ago. So I went through the transition and I think I still feel at some level, I'm still going through the transition. And uh, today's topic is how should marketing align, you know, as part or what's the role of marketing as part of M&A? But maybe we can start, you know, from the from the beginning. I saw that, you know, inside view, there are a couple of thoughts that come to mind when I think about M&A. You know, certain companies are growing using M&A. Certain companies are trying to, you know, grow with organic growth, inorganic growth. Maybe can we start with the strategy behind M&A and growing using that? And Insight Software has a specific take on it. Yes. So obviously, Insight Software has been a highly acquisitive company. I think we've, in the last three years or so, we've done 20 acquisitions. So it has been a real driver of our growth, this inorganic, the inorganic growth. But part of why I joined Insight Software over a year ago is to work in partnership with Joe Healy, our COO, to really drive the organic growth as well. Because, you know, there are those companies that just buy, consolidate, stack the EBITDA, and that's how they grow. They package it up for an exit. But Insight Software, although we do acquire, you know, we look for companies that fit within our, you know, the office of the CFO or kind of tangentially around digital transformation with a business. But of course, every time you acquire companies, some of them, you're going to consolidate the products because you're going to bring, you know, one product to market. But we really, in order to be a world-class company, we not only need to acquire the, the companies and the products, but we need to grow those products as well as part of our overall strategy. So we are kind of a, I would say we're our mix of both. Inorganic is a big part of our strategy, but the organic growth is also a very big part of our strategy. And that's what we're working for today, to be balanced and to really be a world-class company. We've got to be able to do both. Awesome. Well, that's that definitely seems harder acquisition and growing and inorganic and you know organic growth. 
So when it comes to acquisition, at least when I was going through the process, in general, the focus is a lot more on tech and you know how, how good the technology is and or maybe you're trying to market and what kind of customers you got, and what kind of revenue EBITDA you have and so forth. When it comes to marketing, you know, in this, can you talk about the role of marketing as part of, you know, M&A? Sure. I mean, for us, it really starts in the due diligence process. So yes, you want to have a product that fits, um, you know, or that fills a gap in your portfolio or, or fits with your strategy. Certainly doing the tech due diligence is critical because you want to have a good product to sell once the deal closes. But for marketing, you know, when we're looking at companies, I really look for kind of where are they from a marketing perspective on the marketing maturity scale? You know, what KPIs are they tracking? How are they running things operationally? And that tells me a little bit of kind of where they are on the spectrum and how many resources we're going to need to put into this company in order to really grow it. Or if they've got, you know, some really some best practices that we'll be able to to adopt within Insight Software. So I'm really looking for, you know, how do they run operationally? How automated is their lead flow? What KPIs are they tracking? And then it's really important for me to get a feel of what is the relationship between product and marketing? So do they have a good connection there? Does marketing really understand what product and engineering, you know, are they aligned to that strategy? And what is the relationship between the marketing organization and sales? Because having a really strong partnership there is crucial to success. And so I, I kind of look at how do they interact? You know, do they talk about partnership? Do the marketers seem uh, plugged in to what, you know, what the problems that the sales organization is dealing with? Do they seem plugged into their customers? And so, you know, because that that will tell me how the whole business is going to work together and how we'll be able to integrate them functionally. Interesting. So me as a marketing leader or even me as a marketing manager, what can I do to make sure that as part of the M&A, you know, the anxieties are very obvious, right? People are worried about their job and what's going to happen to them and how things are going to fit. And But me as a business leader, you know, I'm trying to avoid the proverbial J-curve. Right. To make sure we don't have the dip because of that. What's your guidance as far as what should marketing leaders or even managers should think about as part of, you know, transition or the smooth transition? So every transaction has its own unique personality, right? It's a little bit different with every deal, but, you know, it, it depends a little on how how mature the market is for the company that we're acquiring how competitive they are, like where are they ranked kind of in the the ecosystem of products there. You know, we are, from a marketing perspective, we're really going to be focused on those areas that are growth plays. I think that, you know, to avoid that J-curve, what we do that has been successful is even before complete integration, we really try to bring the teams together to start collaborating, start working as one team, really building that, you know, we're all part of Insight Software, we're all part of a team. What we have seen be successful is to be as transparent with people as you can. Let people know, like, you know, when when you're acquired, you know, people are always concerned with, is my boss going to change? Is my pay going to change? Do I still have a job? And so answering those questions on day one, making sure people know, like, you have a role, this is what your role, this is how we're going to align. So, 
you know, figuring that stuff out prior to deal close as much as you can, and then communicating it to people as quickly as possible, I think goes a long way in starting to build that sense of team. Because the more distracted people are, the more they're concerned about what's going to happen to me, the less they're going to be focused on, you know, how can I help this integration be smooth? How can I continue to grow the business? So you've got to really make people feel comfortable about their the personal concerns and then their professional, like what's going to happen with my career, you know, being able to have some of those conversations and then doing some of the work ahead of time so that you know and can communicate like this is where this product sits in our total in our product kind of brand hierarchy, bringing together the messaging so people can see you know, their product, their company in the overall strategy and the messaging. So getting as much of that work done early and communicating it out clearly so that people understand it and are comfortable with it, even if they don't always agree with it. Because as you know, as a founder, you don't always love the way your particular product is being messaged or how it folds in. But just having that clarity, I think, goes a long way in making people feel comfortable feel heard and being part of that team. And that allows us to kind of get to the business of driving the business and preventing some of that J curve, which is inevitable with some acquisitions. Interesting. Couldn't agree more about the, the messaging and so forth. Right? As a founder, it's a very emotional thing. So maybe if you, if you move down from, you know, leaders to managers to uh, say an IC, right? I mean, like, I'm just being told, I'm being communicated that, hey, this is what's happening. The marketing is going to be part of this team, this company. Any advice or guidance for ICs to, or if I'm an individual contributor, to make sure that I'm making things easy for me and make it easy for the acquisition? Yeah, absolutely. So I always try to set up one-on-ones with any new marketing members that are joining the team not with any big agenda other than like, hey, I want to introduce myself, want to learn a little bit about you. How's everything going for you? Do you have any concerns? And let's, you know, try to establish a relationship and, and have, you know, some of those conversations. I always suggest to people, and this was my suggestion when I was part of an acquisition, I was, I have been part of the acquired company. And it's really like, figure out where you can help. They're always a little, you know, there's always going to be some bumps in the road, no acquisition, you know, even after doing 20 integrations, there's still always things that you didn't expect and bumps in the road, figure out where you can help, figure out where you can offer suggestions and make things smoother and be vocal about in a positive way about how, you know, put ideas forth. We don't pretend to know the answers to every single question. And sometimes we just have to figure things out as we go. So sometimes having an individual contributor that says like, hey, I work in this every day. You know, have you thought about trying this or here's maybe another way we could approach it? I look for those people who are willing to like dig in and like, let's do this together and let's make it work. So look for a way to help and don't be afraid to reach out proactively and connect with other people on the team. You can't always wait for people to come to you. And so look for those areas where people are proactive. That's such a, such a great piece of advice, Stacey, is that naturally people are like, I'm not sure, should I reach out? How would they look like? I don't know. You know, people think about all kinds of crazy stuff, right? What's how the power dynamics is going to work, how the positions are going to work. Can I reach out to Stacey, who's a CMO? I'm an individual contributor for this new company. But what I'm hearing from you is don't be afraid, just just reach out because they're probably thinking about similar things or maybe looking for help, then 
mm-hmm. more than that you are. Oh, yeah. I tell people all the time when we do an acquisition and, and with our marketing team in general, we are very collaborative. You know, when you do 20 acquisitions in three years and you're driving, you know, 10% organic growth as well, there's just not a lot of time for silliness and nonsense, you know, as far as like worrying about who's at what level and should you request a meeting. I am on Slack 24-7. I'm on Teams. I'm like, go ahead and send me a Slack message. If my calendar looks booked, I suggest to people, hey, if there's something you want to talk about, drop some time on my calendar. I am very accessible, as is every leader in our company. You know, it's just kind of the culture that we drive is that, hey, we're all, you know, we're all working toward the same goal and we're just trying to get there as best we can. And I'm always happy to to meet with somebody. I love it when people are intellectually curious, when they want to know how the business works. That shows me that they are engaged, that that they're interested. And, you know, when companies are growing as quickly as we are, I, I tell people when I'm interviewing them, the job that you're applying for, like this job could be as big as you want it to be. This role could be as big as you make it. When a company is doubling in size, like we've doubled in size just since I've been here in the last little over a year. Wow. And we are going to probably close to double in size again. And in any time there is a high growth trajectory like that, there is just a ton of opportunity for people who, who want it. It's a really exciting place to be. So I just, I just tell people like, just get in there and kill the job you're in and then ask for more. And you're going to see your career is really going to progress. There's just so much opportunity. That's such an interesting insight because in, naturally people want to do it, but they, as I said, you know, they're anxious. I'm not sure should I reach out or not, but this is great to to hear from you that, you know, guys, you're, you're doing all the way around. You should be reaching out to as many people as possible. Yeah. Make those connections. That's how you learn. That's how you figure out who does what. Where do you go for help? And the more you get connected, the more comfortable you're going to feel and you're going to start to feel like part of the team. So as much as it is incumbent upon the company that's acquiring, you know, for us to reach out and communicate. And we do like we always start with like 360 degree communications, right? We send communications out to the employees, to the partners, to customers of both companies to just let them know, like, this is what's going on. This is why it makes sense. This is what you can expect, right? Like what's in it for you. That's what people always want to know what's in it for me. And so we customize it. And then we always supply them with frequently asked questions. Like these are questions you're probably going to get from customers or from partners or from employees and try to kind of ease that conversation and help them frame it to say like, here's why Insight Software wants to buy this company and why it's great for Insight Software and why it's great for the company and why it's even better for the partners and customers. Here's what they get out of it. So I think that communicating that, like I said, early on, communicating early often and just being super clear on the benefits because there's got to be benefits for everybody. It's got to be a win-win. That's awesome. On this topic, I think we can spend another hour on it, but with respect to time, is there any book or newsletter or website or video that you recommend if somebody's going through this, they might be going through this, or they're already in this acquisition you know, or M&A position, is there any recommendation? So I have a couple of recommendations. So one is just not so much that it's going to give them a roadmap of like, here's what you should do when you're in the situation, 
but in some ways, just to understand the, the dynamics at play, a podcast that I am currently obsessed with is Business Wars. It's a Wondery mm. podcast. It has kind of a, every season is a series on like Blockbuster versus Netflix. And it goes into great detail on like how the, the business war ratcheted up and who buys who and how just little decisions that somebody made. Like Blockbuster was actually winning the war with Netflix, but because of a management change and a decision they made to pull back on some things, Netflix ended up really winning that war. So now I'm on the one between Adidas and Nike. And but I think that that gives people perspective on, you know, like there's big things at stake in some of these. And from a marketing perspective, it's so interesting on, you know, because these are big brands and how do they protect themselves and what kind of marketing tactics do they employ when they're really specifically targeting a competitor? So that one I just find super fascinating. And then strictly for marketing, I think everybody should read these, but I am a big fan of Scott and Allison Stratton. He is the author of Unmarketing, and it's really about brand building, both personal brand building and business brand building. And they also have a podcast. And I just think it's required reading and listening for anybody that's in marketing, because it does talk about how one person can make a difference for the company's brand and the different things. And he's got some great case studies that he talks about, you know, things that he's experienced. And so those are two that I always really recommend, not specifically related to M&A, but things that having a greater understanding of how deals work, how competition works and having a greater understanding of building both your personal brand and the business brand, I think gives people insight into the importance of integration having things go smoothly, building the business and growing the business once the company has been acquired. That is fantastic. Let, let me make sure I got this right. Yep. The first one you said is it's Business Wars. It's a podcast. The production company is Wondery. Wondery. Okay. All right. Got it. Awesome. Well, how people can reach out to you if, if they have any questions. I wish I, I would have known you before. I would have reached out to you, Singsteen. <laughs> I know we could talk about that topic for hours, literally, but I'm on LinkedIn. So that's the best way, I think, to, to reach out, to get connected on LinkedIn. Also, you could always go to insightsoftware.com and check out Insight Software. But yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Okay, awesome. So LinkedIn is the best way to reach out to Stacey. Well, Stacey, thank you so much. You know, this topic, I know it's a vast topic. We're trying to condense this into a bite-sized chunk, but maybe we'll double click on it, you know, with a different topic in this area. Again, thank you so much for being part of our podcast and being a guest here. It was awesome to have. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Demand Based TV. 